Hello, and welcome to the Brubacher Excavating Podcast, where we're shaping the world we live in, so more people can find the construction industry uncommonly refreshing. So right now, for me personally, my daughter just got done the whole recruiting, choosing a college, and then dealing with all the money things. It sounds like your initial investment in your career was substantial, mm-hmm. and your previous industry required you to have certain certificates or certain academic achievements. Not to say that's good or bad, but what's your investment in the construction industry? Have you had to pay for anything? Did you take any classes or has it been self-taught or mentored? Or can you explain that to the people out there? Yeah, for sure. So yes, obviously the the investment in the degrees that I had previous to coming to Brubacher, as you mentioned, pretty substantial. But the amazing thing about where I'm at now today, for the most part, I've had no financial investment in the knowledge that I've gained other than my own time. But what I will say about that is, and this is the one thing that I think definitely sets Brubacher apart, is the amount of time which equates to finances, right? Everybody's here to get paid. But the people pouring into me on a daily basis was incredible. Everything that I know is because of so many people that I've been in contact with at Brubacher from my time being out in the field and the uh, pipe supervisor who I was working under and the pipe layer and the rest of the team who had taught me everything I knew to when I came in to the office and the estimating staff and the estimator, Adam Harner, who really seemed to take me under his wing and teach me what I know to where I am now as a project engineer. The other project engineers bringing me up to speed when I transitioned into this role. And every single day, the project manager that I work with is very knowledgeable. And so he's able to impart that knowledge onto me. He had come from a supervisor position. So his understanding of how we build the jobs and his knowledge of the field is pretty substantial. So me not having spent as much time in the field, I'm able to absorb that. And so I think that's the one thing that I would put an ad out there for Brubacher is the amount of people who are willing to pour into you, if you take initiative and show that you want to go after something, I think your resources here are endless. And I would say for people outside of the industry listening to this, and from what I hear, yes, there are some construction companies who are just trying to make it. They don't invest in their employees. I don't think they're going to be around for that much longer, you know, or they're going to decrease or or shrink. If you are anywhere in the construction industry, find a company that wants to grow you, that wants to invest into you. You know, if you are that young person in high school or college and go into the construction industry, my first recommendation would be just try it and make sure that you try it with the company that's going to invest into you. Because there are a lot of companies out there, Jordan, right? I mean, when you go to these career fairs, There's probably a bunch of people out there that are trying to acquire the same talent that we're trying to acquire. And so one of the things, though, Jordan, is how do you build a career path for someone who just wants to run equipment? Or how do you build a career path that someone wants to be a project manager? Yeah, so really, that's the great part about our industry. There is so much opportunity because, quite frankly, there's not enough people in the world today that think of construction as their first pick. And we have so many people that have worked their entire careers and are retiring and getting out of this and and living well because of the careers they're able to build. And the best part about construction is you don't have to come with anything but yourself. And, you know, that's why we hire for character. 
culture and core values and character are the most important things. And if you bring the same traits that helped each one of us be successful, that helped Taylor on his journey, and you're willing to learn, you're willing to work, and you show up every day, and you're hungry and driven, and those types of traits allow you to absorb, and you have those people that are ready to pour into you. So as far as the career path, you know, it's, it's you coming with those traits and being hungry and driven to learn and recognize that it's going to take time and everybody's path, the length of it is a little different based on them and, and the opportunities that present themselves. But for my role, it's thinking about, again, how do we put people in the right places with the right people to allow for the most growth and most success? And that's the balance of the work that we do, you know, talking about the do work side. When we put crews together, we have to think about the company's success. You know, we have to be profitable on job sites and we have to work efficiently. But who are we putting these people with and what opportunities present themselves to where we can mold and grow and continue to have the atmosphere where everybody is training somebody to step into their role? And I think that is, like I said about the competition, that's one of the things that's different here. I was talking to somebody the other day and they came from a different company and they said, you know, people actually are willing to teach you here. Where I came from, nobody wanted to teach you because they were afraid you were going to take their position. And here we're not focused on that because we've all had opportunities come about. And it's because somebody was willing to invest in us that provided an open door and, and the next step and provided open doors from them. And I think that is really the best part about all of this is you can literally come with nothing but great character and a great attitude. And you could be the next director of field ops or the next director of project management or the next HR director or whatever. Or there's nothing wrong with being the best dozer operator you can absolutely be or the best pipe layer. That's probably one of the biggest things we see is everybody wants to get in the machine or get into supervision. There's not many people that want to be the laborer, want to be the highly skilled laborer, can, can be patient enough and look and see the value of that experience. and. That's one of the things that's not going to go away in this trade. We need good pipe layers. We need good laborers. And, you know, we think about labor, we think about hard work. And I don't think there's any truly backbreaking hard work at Brubacher. And it's not because there's every day's great and, you know, nobody sweats. That's not the case. There is days that are hard, right? There's days that you're sweating your butt off. You're working hard. You're waist deep in mud. But when there's those situations, you have people around you that are willing to help and jump in and share the workload and accomplish it together, right? We're, we're successful every day as a team and we don't ever lose focus of that. One of my thoughts is there must have been a time, maybe this doesn't happen for you, but it happens for me or once in a while, that there's like the light bulb went off in my head and something happened and you decided to make the change. Was there a person that you thought you had to talk to before making this change? I'm curious how your thought process went to say, I'm going to change my career. I got to tell this person. Was there a moment like that? Yeah. So my family has a history of working in the construction industry. It's kind of funny that I never thought to pursue that avenue myself, but my dad works in the construction industry and so does my aunt. And my aunt also owns an excavating business. And I had leaned on her previous times in my career journey. And she's just been somebody that I can to speak with and bounce ideas off of. And 
when I realized that Brubacher is a, a company I think I want to I want to pursue, I did sit down with her and say, "What does this look like? I mean, you you know me as well as anybody. What are your thoughts? Is this transition I can make, or am I crazy to think that I'm going to go from healthcare to construction?" And she was able to really affirm the the initial thoughts that I had about you know leaning on your strengths. And again, if you can find a company who's willing to invest in you and realize, like Jordan had said, we're hiring for your character and we're comfortable taking on the responsibility of teaching you the skill. I think for anybody who's looking to make this kind of change, I think that would be my recommendation for you. Look at what you are good at, what you enjoy, and look for somebody who's willing to teach you everything else that you need to know. And of course, as Jordan said, you still have to come with initiative. You have to have hunger. You have to want it. It's not just always going to be handed to you. But if you're able to come with those traits and that fire, I think the possibilities could be endless. So one of the things you talked about when you were in high school was you thought you had goals. Mm -hmm. So how do you process your short-term goals and your long-term goals? Because for me, what I thought I wanted when I was younger is not what I want now. And what I want now was not even in my thought process when I was younger. So what words of wisdom would you give to a person about their goals? I think the biggest thing that I've learned as I've aged, but also as I've made this transition is, again, when I was younger, I thought I knew exactly what I wanted. And so I put laser focus on that. And more or less, there was tunnel vision. I'm going for it and nobody's going to stop me. And I'm very thankful for the journey that I went down. I think that I learned a lot about myself. I learned, again, a lot of transferable skills. And so I don't think I would trade those experiences. However, might I have missed out on other opportunities that were presenting themselves that I didn't even give the time of day or think about because I was so laser focused. So I think that it's extremely important to have short and long-term goals. But I think what I've done since I've come to Brubacher is... My mentality has been, I'm not going to shut the door on on any opportunity or any thought process. I have a general idea, hey, I want to go in that direction, but there might be other things that come in the way of that path along the way, and maybe that becomes a better fit at that time. And so have goals, but be open to other things coming in. Jordan, how do you work with people setting their goals? That is a good question. And I think that's one of the hardest things for people to realize when somebody asks you, okay, what's your goal in three years, five years? Either people are very laser focused or they have no clue what tomorrow brings. Which is okay, both which ways. Which is great. Which is, I, I honestly, I can which be somebody is... that I oftentimes, when I ask that question, I don't know. Honestly, for me, it's people. It's trying to do the best for other people. And I can't really say I do have a goal for five years from now because I don't know what that looks like yet. But you know, you have the two different sides. You know, you have Taylor who growing up laser focused. Me, I've always been kind of the person that's kind of been, I, I can say I was much more laser focused when I was in the field working because they it was tangible things that are right. I want to be the operator. I want to be the dozer operator. I want to be the supervisor. I want to be the manager. And, you know, it was a little more step by step, but really when you peel all that back and what I've noticed in myself is really when I became a trainer and a teacher for heavy equipment, I looked back and reflected on my life and realized that I was always the supervisor that got new hires and I would train them up and then they would get taken to another crew and I would get the new hire again and I would train them up and then it clicked. Okay, 
maybe I do have this gift of teaching and training and, and working with people. And now it's just on a much larger scale, but it's what strengths does somebody have? What weaknesses do they have? We have to know where that is from a starting point. What is their personality? Because one thing we talked about is putting people in the right places with the right people. We have to put people together where personalities will complement each other, but not shine away from the challenge. And I think as we think about career paths, one thing I often discuss with people is the honest, true, hard conversation where here is the reality of the situation. Here's what we can do. Here's what I need you to do. And we're going to work together. You know, we talk a lot about putting the ladder in front of somebody and I'm not going to push somebody up the ladder, right? We're going to lay the ladder. We're going to put the rungs in front of you and I will climb the ladder with you side by side, but I'm not going to push you up. There needs to be that drive and hunger. And when you take all that into account and you start building those relationships, because honestly, I think that's just like in Taylor's story, that's how somebody truly grows. We got to have a mentor. We got to have somebody that's willing to invest personally every single day with that person. And that's how we all got to where we are. So it's taking all that account, matching that up with a crew or a person that complements that and not going to give them the easy road and just hand it to them, but challenge them, push them and inspire more out of them again than they could ever see or think they're capable of. And that's really what it's about. It's about building relationships and fostering those training opportunities in real life situations through those opportunities. You know, one of the things that I will say that keeps on coming up is these tangible results. If you are, I would say, a person that enjoys seeing things grow or built or putting your stamp that you put that pipe in and it's going to be there for 50, 100, 200 years, whoever knows how long it's going to be there, the construction industry gives you those tangible results. The project, either from the lane clearing to the drilling and blasting to the stripping the topsoil to putting the pipe in to laying asphalt. Those are all tangible results that you'll see and you could put your name on that. So as always, these start off as very little recordings and then they take off like wildfire, but we do need to keep to a certain time. So with wrapping up or closing this, Taylor, would you do anything different in your process? I mean, I don't think so because I think that the time that I spent investing in another career, if I look back at it, I can say those gave me the skills and helped build me as a leader, as somebody who can be counted on and have all those other skills that transferred right over here to Brubacher. Mm -hmm. And then if I look at my path at Brubacher, again, Jordan had said it, you know, it might not always seem like the most glamorous job to be the pipe laborer, but I don't think I would trade that. And maybe even dare I say, I would spend more time doing it. I mean, that's something that I, even being more of an office focused role, that's one of the goals that I have every year is to spend days throughout the year, putting those responsibilities aside and trying to get with our guys in the field, not only to build those relationships, but also just to continue to understand the work that we do. And so coming out of that, moving into estimating and then into project management, Again, I don't think it's by coincidence. I think that the people at Brubacher really helped to shape that direction that I went in and allowed me to push myself. And when doors and opportunities opened, they were there to support me through it. And so I can't say necessarily that I would do anything different. Wonderful. Jordan, any closing remarks? I really just think that for anybody listening to this, don't put yourself in a box, right? Think creatively, look at the careers in construction and excavating and 
if you have that character, if you have that willingness to learn, that drive, that hunger, willingness to work, if you want to put your hands on something every day and be able to turn around and get immediate feedback on how you did for the day, this is the industry. And I really think this industry is the core of what drives this country. And there's been a lot of times where it didn't get the recognition that it needs to, but it is literally the men and women that are out there every day building roads, moving dirt, putting pipe in the ground, laying blacktop down. It's that that drives this country. And I always say to students in places where I'm talking to people, join the construction industry and you will put your stamp on America and it will never be taken away. Well, that's a wrap for this Brubacher and Beyond episode for the podcast. If you do have any topics, please email me, text me, call me. If you like this, please like and share, put them in the description on Spotify, Buzzsprout, or even Apple. We appreciate your time and thank you for everything. Have a great day.